Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. But think of you writing something down and write down the three R's. We've talked about this before. If you're not familiar with it, the first R is range of motion. So you think about strength training, you always got to get into the why am I actually strength training? So the first one is the range. Again, strength curve. Second R is the rate. That's the speed, fast, slow, anything in between. And the last one is resistance. And I think everybody always starts with how much weight should I handle versus, uh, again, start with the basics. So I'm going to start with some real basic things at the very beginning. And the first one is some isolated exercises. We get in a lot of compound movements, but we're going to start with some isolated exercises. The first one's a tricep extension. So I always tell all my clients for many years, you start from the ground up. So the first thing I'm going to focus on is I'm going to get myself in a good posture, but I'm going to start with my feet. So generally when I first teach this, I want to call it a centering position, but I'm going to put my feet together, engage my lower body, and then I'm going to retract my scapula. What does that mean? Take the shoulders down and in, and that creates more space in the shoulder, but it's really going to isolate my triceps, but it's really engaged my entire body, including my core. So all I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take my shoulder blades and keep them together, and I go down, I'm going to hold it. And back up. So now the first range, we can see we're getting a full range of motion, and I'm really kind of controlling the speed, which makes the resistance greater. So again, it depends on what's my range, how fast or slow, am I engaging my legs, my lower body? And what you see in the gym many times is just the opposite where you see the rounded shoulders, you're using the whole entire body weight. And I always ask myself, what are they trying to accomplish? So again, make this really simple, but I think a tricep pushdown is a great exercise to learn how to use the scapula and isolate some of these things and really work on your posture along the way. So again, that's the very beginning. Another really simple exercise is just learning how to do a bicep curl correctly. And a lot of people say to me, well, Chris, I don't really want to work my arms and my, my biceps. And what my thing is this. When you're working your biceps, you're also working your back. So again, I'm going to scapula retract, engage my lower body. And as I come up, I'm going to hold it at the top. So I'm really working my entire body, including my arms. So again, it's a full movement. And what you're not seeing here is the elbow really moving that's into that flexion so you see a lot of people in the gym they're doing a lot of this going on but really it's a lot of shoulder flexion versus stabilizing engaging that core and now that makes the movement so much more challenging back to the full range the rate and then the resistance and if i want to add a little bit different movement i could add a hammer curl here so again i'm getting my brachial radialis but again they're all looking the same so whether I'm doing a dumbbell, I'm doing a barbell, I'm doing a band, it's all relatively the same. So again, you really start with working from the ground up and working on your posture and then deciding what you're trying to accomplish. So you said, you said that um, you're working your back during a bicep curl. Explain that just a little bit more. So when I'm using my, if I get my legs engaged, so now I'm working my inner thighs, my glutes. I'm drawing my navel up and in, so I'm getting the transverse abdominis engaged. But if you look from the, from the back, I'm engaging all my back muscles to stabilize myself versus letting that body just hang and relax. So again, when you think about strength training, you want to be efficient with your movements, and really what are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to create symmetry. 
I think people lose that. So again, I'm working all the, the kinetic chain here, but at the same time, I'm isolating that. And I think it's isolation is not a bad thing to learn how to begin, and then you can go into some more compound movements. All right, so from here, I want to let's go into the back just for a second. So we just touched on arms. So an easy way to use the scapula is this thing called a tri or a, a, just a standing row. So again, I can move this up or down, but the full focus is here. I'm going to set my feet. So now I'm going to add my feet a little bit more width, so it give me a little more stability. I'm engaging my legs, but now I'm going to take my shoulder blades and I'm going to fold them down and in. So as I release, I can release my shoulder blades, release the scapula. I can set the scapula, and I can fold it in. So the first thing I used to teach when I'm teaching a row is I'm letting people learn how to use the scapula. And the scapula really for the upper body is really the brains of the whole operation because when you're engaging the scapula, you're using the big muscles in your back versus this could just be a bicep movement here just to pull. So I'm not using hardly any of my back muscles versus learning how to use that scapula. So again, simple exercise, my arms are straight, I scapula retract, I fold my shoulders down and in, I come back up, I can release it. So this is just an exercise learning how to use the scapula over time, which works in these big muscles in the back. I could raise this up, I could raise it down, I could go fast or slow, add more resistance. So again, you can see it's like a Rubik's Cube along the way. What's a functional purpose of a, a row? How important is that in your functional daily activity? Well, I think when you're looking at strength training in general, you know, a lot of times people are doing a lot of front movements called an upper cross syndrome. The reality is we got to get that symmetry. And we all are fighting the battle of gravity. So again, if I don't have those big muscles in my back, the next thing you know, I'm having neck issues, I'm having upper back or lower back issues so along the way. So one of the benefits of doing a standing row or any type of row is getting those muscles stronger in the back side of the body, which creates all sorts of different benefits from a posture standpoint. All right, so from here, what else could you do for your back? So again, we just did a standing row. You could do a dumbbell row. But now I'm going to show you a very simple lat pulldown. So again, this lat pulldown here is one of the greatest exercises for your back, your, your posture, your core. And I'm going to demonstrate this again from the floor. So I'm going to go all the way down to the ground. And I'm going to start with my feet again. My knees are together. And all I'm going to do right here is I'm going to keep my arms straight and I'm not going to bend the arms at all. And now I'm using that scapula. So the first thing you teach is getting people, again, learning how to use that scapula versus just pulling with your arms. So the goal of the exercise, you're working your back. So once I set my scapula, then I drive those elbows straight down and my chest comes up. So why I always like to use the analogy is this. I'm going to release my scapula. I'm going to set it. And then I'm going to drive my chest up to meet the bar. So again, not the bar coming down to the chest, the chest coming up to meet the bar. Now, if I want to add a little bit of variety to this, I can do the same exact movement, but now I'm going to add a little squat to it. So now I'm going to squat down. I'm going to hold that posture. Same thing, I'm going to scapula retract, and I'm the same exact exercise, but now we've engaged a little bit more of the lower body and the core. So again, range of motion is big. Speed could be fast or slow. One of the things I've been doing lately is I've been going up, pausing, and then adding a little acceleration. Releasing up slow, pausing, 
setting, and then adding acceleration. So again, and then we can add the resistance there. Now, if you're gonna do a pull-up, same thought process, but I'm not gonna teach a pull-up until we've learned how to scapula retract. So again, same thing if I'm doing a pull-up, I'm gonna get myself set here, and as I set myself, I'm gonna set my scapula, and I might just do a few of these. And then eventually, I can do a full-blown pull-up. Release it, set it, and pull all the way up. So again, those are some simple, easy exercises to work your back. And then from there, any more questions there? Yeah, so a pull-up's probably one of your favorite exercises, probably the most misdone exercises. Some people can't do a pull-up. Just talk a little bit more about how powerful a pull-up is. Well, again, as we age, you know, we always get into this thing called the perfect rep. What, can you do one pull-up? Can you do one push-up? Can you do one squat? So we all know if, as we age, that's probably one of the greatest indicators of your health and fitness as you get older, if you can do a push pull-up. Again, don't worry about if you can't do a pull-up, you can do some kind of a, a lat pull-down or so, but for many people, they wanna go to the next level. It could be like a handstand, a push-up. These are handling your body weight. So I think a pull-up is a great indicator of my only personal fitness of whether I'm, you know, kind of slack or, or working hard. So it's, it's a good, in, and there's lots of different ways to put, do a pull-up, but most of the time when you're doing a pull-up, the hands should be about hip width apart, okay? So that's an easy way to, to judge it from a width standpoint. If someone's shoulders bother them doing a pull-up, and you said as we age, we lose that. I've seen a lot of bad pull-ups no matter what age. Um, you know, how impactful is it for the shoulder and should your shoulder ever hurt on a pull-up? Well, a big part of doing a pull-up is, again, back to the initial question, what am I trying to accomplish? Am I just trying to ballistically get up or am I truly trying to use my back muscles? So again, I've done a lot of pull-ups before where I'm not hardly using my back at all. I'm just using my, you know, my arms and everything else. But when I use the scapula, that's really what my, my target is. So again, that's where the scapula is set. You pull yourself up. You could pause, slow down. It's, it's a great indicator of your overall fitness and health. And again, it shouldn't be um, something that you're going to hurt yourself. All right, so let's go move into a chest movement. Now, I believe one of the most misunderstood exercises in the entire gym is learning how to do a push-up. And let's make this so simple. Your scapula, your shoulder blades, needs to be together, both down and up. When the scapula comes apart, you lose the AC joint, which is the chromium space. You lose that, and now the rotator cuff is like a, on a, it's in a traffic jam on a superhighway. So make this really simple. The first thing we're going to do is I'm just going to move this bench in here. So again, you can see the bench. But I'm just gonna show you a really simple exercise on the bench. So again, the bench is gonna allow me to have a little bit easier time, but I'm gonna scapula retract. So again, you see the scapula together. My scapula is completely together. I come down to 90 degrees, not touching my chest, but 90 degrees from the elbow, and I come up and I keep my shoulder blades together the entire movement. So it's here to here, with no movement. So again, back to the three R's, full range of motion, moderate speed or rate, and then again, resistance is based on a lot of those variables. So if I wanna make the resistance greater, 
All I would do is maybe move to the floor. So again, I'm gonna do a, a push up on the floor now. Or if I wanna modify it, again, the goal is to learn how to use that scapula. So again, I'm adding diff different types of resistance here. Or if I wanna take it up a notch, I just change the, again, resistance. So now I'm elevated, locking it in, shoulder blades retracted and I'm coming down to 90 degrees and back up. So again, those are your variety of different ways to add resistance. All right, so now I'm gonna do a dumbbell. So I got some light dumbbells here, but the point is I'm just gonna show you how to use it. So when you're doing a dumbbell chest press, the dumbbell should never hit the floor, ever. So I always tell my clients, never hit the floor. So my arms are gonna stay straight, and as I come back down to the floor, my knees are together, my feet are up, I retract my scapula, I come down to 90 degrees, and I drive the dumbbells up and in like I have a beach ball between my elbows, and I'm squeezing the air out of the ball. So again, my scapula has never come apart. And then as I come up, let me fix my mic here. the beauty of working out in the gym with a mic on. So now I'm gonna put my dumbbells on my knees and then I just sit right up. So when you think about using a dumbbell or a machine or whatever it might be, the goal is to understand we need to keep the scapula together. And if the scapula's together, create more space, and that's one of the reasons why people are always having these impingement issues with their shoulders by doing a chest press movement or a push-up or anything in between. All right, so I'm going to do a couple shoulder exercises. So I'm going to move our bench out a little bit farther. So again, it's really imperative that you start with the feet Get your core, get your body lined up, pay attention to that. And then from there, you've got to think about, okay, what's going on with the scapula? So I'm just going to do a simple side raise. So again, start on my feet, chest is nice and tall, my shoulders are down and in, and I'm just going to form a T at the top. Now again, this is a light weight, but I can make this very challenging by changing the range or the rate. So if I go up and hold this thing for one or two seconds, the thing that we don't understand sometimes about strength training, it's about the muscle under tension. If I just take this up and come down, it's no big deal. But if I come up, I'm engaging everything, I lock it in, now muscle's under tension. The muscle has no idea what resistance you have. It just knows it has to be taxed and that's the adaptation. So this is simple side raise. All right, from here, this is a, just a basic, this is a fantastic exercise for your core for your shoulders, and you can see my thumbs are up. Big no-no is an upright row. Putting, there's no space for that shoulder to move. So again, this is a great exercise to work your core, to work the front part of your shoulders, controlling the speed down, works your arms, your biceps. So real simple, if I did a shoulder press, same thought process, not going any lower than 90 degrees, I just drive the elbows up and in. So again, I'm controlling the posture, I'm working my core, 
It should feel good. And then from there, I'm just doing a reverse fly, spread my feet a little bit farther apart, get a nice flat back, and again, I'm just doing a reverse fly. Now, I could do this on a bench. I could do a standing with a band. I like this because it's working my core. So these are some simple shoulder exercises that can be done in sequence in a very short amount of time with very little resistance along the way. All right, any questions there? So let's go into a couple lower body uh, movements. Well, I think the easiest thing to teach at the very beginning for everybody is a squat. Now, again, we can talk about this all day long, how to do a squat correctly. The first thing I teach when I teach any type of squat is a centering squat. When the feet are together, a little less pressure in your knees, less pressure in your hips. And all I do is I try to get the weight. If I put my weight in the ball of the foot, I got too much pressure in my knees. And if I have my weight in the heels, I'm not going to have any balance. So it should be right in the center of my foot. From here, I just squat down and I keep my inner thighs together. And then from there, from a posture standpoint, I bring my hands back, scapula retract. If I want to make it more challenging, I could extend the arms. So again, you can see I don't add any resistance at my body weight, but the range, the rate, the, the form, the technique makes it all challenging along the way. Now as I add, I want to add a little bit more to this. I'm going to get my feet about hip width apart, and I'm going to squat down with my toes slightly out. And again, as I squat down, I'm trying to get as big a range as I can. And then from there, I can come up and do a standing row. So this is an easy squat learning how to do. The knees are tracking over the second toe. And from this angle, you can see the first thing starting to move in a squat is not my knees, it's my rear end. So again, it's a great exercise for your back, your core, and come up doing a row. And it allows people to get in a good posture along the way. But you can, what do you notice here? I could change my speed, I could change my range, and then we can start adding resistance. So again, those are some easy squats. And one last thing I'll mention about a squat. My good buddy Walt Reynolds is really trying to create a little more extension in my training and my back is just doing a standing squat overhead with a bar. So this is a really light bar. And all I do is I do the same movement, not heavy at all. This is only a 10-pound bar, but I'm squatting down and trying to create that extension which now makes it much more challenging. So again, when you're looking at your workout, don't always get so hung up on how much resistance you're doing. One of my other favorite exercises to do is some form of a step up or step back. Now again, you can progress really simple here, get it a lot lower. You can see we have a thing over here a little higher, but I love this because it's a balance exercise that really works on my balance my awareness, my body awareness, my heart rate, but also my strength. So again, I'm going to come up, and as I'm doing this on this bench, this bench is padded, and it makes it a lot more challenging from a balance standpoint. So again, a big part of resistance is understanding that balance equals strength. And sometimes we forget about that. So again, I'm driving through the middle of my foot, creating this extension, using my glutes, my quadriceps, my core, and you'll notice one side's gonna be more challenging than probably the other. 
So for me, my right side's a little more challenging than the left side. So again, this is a great exercise for your strength. And a modification of this is just a simple step back. So all I do right now is I just step back and I touch. And you can rotate or you can stay the same leg. And as I get more comfortable here, I can add a lot more range and I can change the speed. So now I'm working on my balance. And the last one, so again, I got a squat, I got a step up or step back. One of the things I noticed when you were doing the step up is that you were getting some range of motion and in that range of motion, the transition there, let's just say when you're transitioning from the floor up, probably the weakest part of your move and so if you had too much weight, what happens there? And so you're doing an exercise that doesn't require weight. It's very challenging. But what if I just did a barbell squat and that's all I did and I did my limited range of motion? What am I missing in my strength training routine? Well, one of the things we, I used to do with a lot of clients, I'd take them to a leg press or they, they show me what they're doing. And the next thing you know, <laughs> they're putting on 300 pounds on a leg press and they can't do one or two step-ups without falling over. So they haven't transferred the, the mobility, the flexibility, the balance into what they're trying to, and it wakes them right up. They're like, holy crap, I can do 300 pounds, but I can't do a simple step-up with my own body weight. So the point of this all is that we gotta get back to, what are you trying to accomplish? And the big thing, you're trying to get the better, more symmetry, less injuries, perform better, stronger, all the stuff that goes with it, but we have to step back and go, what's my range like? I used, you know, we used to see this in high school uh, football training. They'd have a bench underneath them, they'd be squatting 300 pounds, and they'd be going down about two inches. What is that? How's that going to transfer on the football field? I have no clue. So when you start getting them into a full range of motion, the next thing you know, they can't handle a quarter of that weight. So remember, resistance is part of the equation, but that, not a big one. And that's the challenge you're finding when you're looking at a step up or a squat. Can you perform the exercise ideally or perfectly? And then from there, we can start adding more tools to it. So the big thing we always ask people, like, how much weight should I be using? <laughs> that comes later. That's like the recipe at the end. It's, it's one ingredient, but that's not the main ingredient. All right, so one other exercise I really like a lot is a lateral lunge. And a lateral lunge is so simple because you're working your inner thighs, but all you do is you step out to the side, you sink down, and you come up and roll. And so when you're doing a lateral lunge, it does lots of things. So again, when you work in different planes, we're in the sagittal plane or frontal plane, we got to get in a variety of different planes of movement because that's how we move. So we might start out with a basic squat, a basic step up, but now we're getting into movement. So now I'm getting into a lateral lunge, same thought process, and I can increase the range first, and then I can add more speed, and then if I wanna add some dumbbells, we could do this even to a press. So again, these are some simple lower body exercises that really are effective in helping people. All right, last one I'm gonna mention about lower body is this. If you wanna have a simple lower body exercise, I love this thing called a hip extension. So all I do is I come back and I come all the way up and you might've seen this in one or two of our videos, but it's creating that extension in the hips. Now another option there is just getting on your back 
and doing the same type of thought process, but now I just raise the hips up this way, so now I'm working my glutes, my hamstrings, and it doesn't take any equipment requirement at all. So again, these are some great exercises for your core, but really works your lower body, and especially the hamstrings and the glutes, which we all need more work on. All right, what other questions we got for me? So some of those movements, you could have easily added weight. You kind of talked about it, whether it's a step up or step back or lateral lunge. Um, when do you push heavy weights? Well, and again, as you know, I'm pretty much old school. I do a three-day strength routine, so it's always progressive overload. So if I'm doing a dumbbell chest press, and again, one month might be, uh, I really always try to maintain that range and then I play with my rate and resistance. So range is generally the same. I try to maintain the largest range as I possibly can, but then from there I start changing my rate. And so if I'm looking at a squat, I might do today, I might do no added resistance besides my body weight, but I'm gonna do speed work where I'm actually lowering, super slow pausing, and then accelerating up. Again, that might be one option. Then from there, I can start adding resistance, progressive over overload. So I might start out with, let's just say, 30-pound dumbbells. And I'm doing a moderate amount of speed. But as I do a squat down, I'm getting in that full range. I might pause and accelerate up. My next set might be 40s. I just start slowly moving up. It's the same thought process. If I'm doing a lat pull-down, I might start with, let's say, 80 pounds. Second set is 90 progressive overload. But I always start lower and then build slowly up. But the goal is, that not, and that's what's fun about strength training, it's like a Rubik's Cube. What's my focus? What's my intention? What do I want to do? Keeps your brain stimulated, keeps your body stimulated, keeps you injury-free. But again, you have those basic components that help people slowly progress. And that's the key for strength training is proper progressions. What are you trying to accomplish? Have a plan, and then really try to perfect it. So I used to have my clients do this all the time. It's like, here's the plan. I want you to train me during the workout, and we're gonna really work on your technique and form. And when your form and technique gets better, and you really focus on the, the, the big three, the three R's, the resistance starts to disappear. You're not so caught up in that. I have been there before. You know, how much can I bench press? How much can I squat? How many pull-ups can I do? I've done all that. But I think as time goes on, people really want to learn how to, how to control their body, how to feel their body, and again, have those benefits of strength training. And, and as we always say, strength training is the fountain of youth. We just need to learn how to do it a little bit better. And again, and really focusing on your te technique and some of these variables along the way, which makes it very interesting. <laughs>